Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. At Office Depot Office Max, we're here to help you work from home, an office, or even a coffee shop. Shop laptops, notebooks, ergonomic chairs, desks, and more. Although your local store at Spectrum at Reston Town Center has closed, you can shop at our store at Benedict Drive and Bartholomew Fair Drive. Or shop 24-7 at officedepot.com, and we'll have your order ready in-store or curbside in just 20 minutes. Find everything you need to end the year strong at Office Depot Office Max. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Chauncey Show, where we're always right and never left. Before we begin, I want to send out special prayers to all of those who have lost loved ones to the deadly pandemic, COVID-19. I also want to send uh, my prayers out to the first responders and all of the individuals in the healthcare industry that are on the front line battling this pandemic uh, every day to try to come up with a solution for the world and our nation. I also want to send out prayers to those who have lost their lives to police brutality. And also, conversely, I want to send prayers out to all the police, firefighters, EMTs who have lost their lives to the violence in our streets in America today. In our studio today, we're very honored and proud to have a gentleman who's worked with the federal government and who is now in the private sector and the financial industry as an accountant who is running for Congress. He has a lot to offer to the American people, so please listen carefully to what he has to say on my show today. I'd like to welcome to my show candidate for Congress in Florida, Mike Velarde. How are you doing, sir, today? Mike? Yes, can you hear me? Yes. Go ahead. I said thank you so much for having me back on the show. It's a real opportunity to be able to uh, do the show with you. Uh, Mike, Mike, it's an honor. Just briefly share with us, with my audience, your, your background and how you got to become a candidate for U.S. Congress in Florida today. Absolutely. Okay, my background. I was a federal law enforcement officer for 22 years. Before that, I was an executive with the Ford Motor Company for three years. Then, um, as, as a federal agent, I, <clears throat> I was a 9-11 responder. I was on the Joint Terrorism Task Force, and then I was assigned to the El Dorado Drug Task Force, 
where um, I had the opportunity to go after the Colombians who were laundering money. Um, <clears throat> you know, as a they were laundering money, and, and uh, so so the, after that, I retired in 2010, and I opened my own business called Winning Tax Solutions. I'm what's called an IRS enrolled agent. As an IRS enrolled agent, I represent people before the Internal Revenue Service. That's what I do. And in that capacity, I've had a lot of success saving people millions of dollars in taxes. I mean, I've taken cases where one guy, just give you an example, came to me with six cents in his pocket. He was 76 years old. He was working, making $10 an hour, and he had to go back to work because the IRS was taking half of his Social Security. So he could not live on on his on his Social Security income because the IRS was taking half. So I got the IRS to stop the levy on the Social Security. I examined the assessment and found that they had wrongly assessed him $145,000. And we filed a, a new tax return, and we got him a $17,000 refund and wiped out the entire $145,000 tax debt. That's awesome, Mike. Uh, hopefully you can bring that type of dynamic to Congress because we definitely need it today. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I fight for the taxpayer, okay? I had a woman who was hospitalized. She went through all sorts of hell. She owed the IRS about a quarter of a million dollars, all because she was a government contractor and the government had not fulfilled its end of the bargain in paying her what she was owed. I was able to take that $250,000 liability. We settled it for $500. So she no longer has to worry about the IRS, and all she has to worry about is her health and get getting better. And the IRS can be a tremendous stress for a lot of people. Um, if you don't know how to deal with them, if you don't know their procedures, if you don't know how they work, if you don't know the Internal Revenue Manual, you know you you will have. Uh, you can have a lot of issues with the Internal Revenue Service. And so it's very gratifying that I'm able to help people and really save them a lot of grief and heartache. Mike, thank you very much for that insight. If it's okay, while we're on the topic of the Internal Revenue Service, uh, the Internal Revenue Service for the past several years now um, have come under somewhat of scrutiny of, of how they do things. Um, do you think uh, when you get to Congress that there are ways that you can enhance the Internal Revenue Service where it will service the American people uh, better, and what are some of those ideas? Yeah, absolutely. Let me give you a little history so you understand what happened a little bit better. Thank 2008, you. President Obama was, was elected. When he was elected, he was elected with a Democratic Congress and a Democratic Senate. Okay? Mm -hmm. What he did in 2009, the first year he was in office, was he requested from Congress an extra $600 million be given to the Internal Revenue Service. They granted that request, but they took that money and they only spent it on two things. One was revenue agents. Revenue agents are the ones that make assessments on your taxes, and revenue officers. Those are the people that collect the tax, okay? As a result, what happened? Now you had more people being audited, and you had more people being, you know, gone after to, to collect for collection. 
Mm-hmm. The taxpayer service couldn't handle the deluge of people uh, needing help because of how that money was spent. So, <clears throat> as a result, taxpayer service got really backed up. You, to this day, you call the IRS, you're on hold for two, two, two hours. And now you can't even go into the IRS because uh, it got so bad that they were, they're no longer taking walk-ins, which is something I will definitely change. But then what happened after that was back in 2012, uh, Lois Lerner, who was a very you know left-wing type, left radical type person, intentionally mm-hmm. went after Tea Party groups, okay, and she was having them audited. You know, anybody that applied, a Tea Party group that applied for tax exempt status, they looked at who the people are. They, the IRS was making requests they never should have made, and. Uh, as a result of the, the IRS being used as a tool to go after right-wing conservatives, Congress, which became Republican, you know, after the 2010 election, decided not mm-hmm. to give any more money to the IRS. As a matter of fact, what they did, they started to defund the IRS. So now what had happened was, after they got that $600 million bump for those two groups of people, then... They started getting hit with 3% decreases every year. First, there was no raises. Then, then as people left, they weren't replaced. And it made a mess of the Internal Revenue Service. So here's what I'm going to do. First thing I'm going to do is make sure that the IRS gets a system that when you call them, instead of you having to physically stay on hold for two hours with them, it will hold your place in line. And when somebody's ready to take your call, they'll call you back. Because currently, you got to sit on that phone and wait for somebody to answer, and it takes hours. That's the first thing. The second thing we're going to do is we're going to switch around some of the resources so they can get help and taxpayer service. So if you have a problem, you can go to your local IRS office and see somebody and get that problem taken care of immediately. Instead of having to call, wait two weeks for an appointment, and then go into the IRS two weeks later. So, you know, there's going to be some major changes when I become, because I worked there 22 years, so I know where the bones are buried. Uh, but those are two of the to, those are two of the things that we're going to have to address immediately. And then those two issues are very, very important uh, for constituent services. I mean, you know, that is, like you said, that's going to impact and directly impact every taxpayer in the country uh, mm-hmm. because you're right. It's very, very difficult to get a hold of them. But when they want your money, they'll get a hold of you. Right, exactly. Exactly. And, and they have, you know, they have an automated system that doesn't always work perfectly. The right hand doesn't always know what the, the left hand's doing. That's that's another issue that has to be worked on. I mean, you know, morale at the IRS has been very low the last couple of years because they aren't replacing people. Um, they're... They're, they're, they've been a mess because of the uh, the lowest learner, learner situation, um, mm-hmm. and and nobody wants to really step up and give them the resources that they should have, the right resources they should have to do the job. And so, who who is suffering is the taxpayer because you cannot get an answer from them. And. Recently, they went to these third-party collection agents, which I don't think is a great, great idea. But they're trying, you know, they're trying to go outside of the service. So if they can get a third party to collect the money, that that third party will take a percentage of what they get. 
and do it that way. So they're, they're taking all these old collection cases where the IRS no longer sees the opportunity to take money from the people and giving it out to this, these third-party groups. But I think there's some issues with that, too. So there's, there's a lot um, that the IRS needs to be doing that they're not. And, you know, some of it is definitely funding. Um, you know, morale training. I mean, we can't have another situation where you have somebody like, like Lois Lerner who politicizes her job and specifically targets people or groups of people because of how they vote or what party they're in. That never goes over well. And unfortunately, Obama, you know, his administration, um, they didn't take any action against Lois Lerner. Um, she, you know, she took the fifth when she was asked to testify. And the reason she did that, and here's what people don't know, is because she was interviewed by Tigda. Tigda is the uh, tre- Treasury Inspector General's Office of Tax Administration. Mm-hmm. They're like the internal police of the IRS. And mm-hmm. if she said anything different than what she said to them at a congressional hearing, she would have been arrested and could have been charged criminally for lying to mm-hmm. federal agents. So, so she just got up there and said, I'm innocent, but I'm taking the fifth, which you know, didn't go over well. And they let her retire. They let her collect her pension. And there was mm-hmm. absolutely no action taken against her. And really, she was given files to the FBI, which is a, which is a felony. Um, it's a disclosure. You know, it's against the disclosure law. I mean, she should have got at least a year minimum for that. And they never prosecuted her. The, the Obama Justice Department never prosecuted her. She should have been prosecuted. That is sad. Mike, thank you very, very much uh, with your insight on the in the Internal Revenue Service and a brief history uh, about it and some of your ideas that need to be changed to enhance constituent services. For those that are tuning in, this is the Chauncey Show. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown, and we have in the studio former federal agent, the IRS, Mike Velarde, congressional candidate running for Congress November 2020 out of Florida. Mike, uh, in the last half of the show, please share with us some of the other issues that you've identified uh, that you would like to address in Florida and as well as to help the nation move forward. Okay. The The number one issue has to do with Social Security. Currently, your Social Security is being double taxed. When you pay into the Social Security system, you get no tax benefit from that. What does that mean? If you made $100,000 a year, the IRS is going to, they're going to take 7000 out just for Social Security and Medicare, all those taxes, and you don't have a deduction for it. So even though you only actually saw $93,000 in your paychecks, you get taxed on the 100 So you just mm-hmm. pay tax on 7000 of phantom income. And I guess that would be okay if they gave you your money back tax-free when you're a senior citizen, but they don't. They tax your Social Security benefit up to 85%. So if you have a pension like I do, or you're a school teacher or a cop or anything like that, you're going to find your Social Security benefits now taxed. Up to 85% of your benefit is taxed. So if you get 1000 a month, you're going to pay tax on 850 of that 1000 Well, that to me is absolutely wrong because... All it really is is your money 
that you paid into our tax system coming back to you, and it should come back tax-free. So that's the first thing I'm going to I'm going to fight for because double taxation really is wrong, and especially when it comes to our senior citizens. I mean, these are people that can no longer work. You know, you're 85 years old. You're not going to get another job. All you have is pen, your pension and that Social Security check, and there's no reason that that Social Security check should be taxed because you got no tax benefit when they took it from you 40 years prior. That's the first issue. The second issue is this. Uh, this is what I'm finding as I go around the district, talk to the people, especially older people, is um, especially men, they're worried about their wives, what happens when they die. Um, so, for instance, if you're a cop, a retired cop, let's say, you get a $4,000 a month um, pension. When the cop dies, the wife will get half of it, 2000 a month. But if the, the cop and the wife were both, let's say, getting 2000 a month in Social Security benefits, when she comes home from that funeral, okay, she's going to get a letter saying, hey, you just lost 2000 a month. You're no longer going to get your husband's Social Security benefit. So I'm going to propose legislation that will allow that, that spouse to receive that benefit for up to 24 months. And here's how it will work. When you receive Social Security, the benefit is based on what you paid into the system. So if you pay 200000 into the system, right, they basically take – you know, divided by 10, right? And you're going to get a $20,000 a year benefit. So that might end up being 1800 a month or something along those lines. Now, mm-hmm. the first 10 years that you're receiving Social Security, that is your tax dollars coming back to you. In other words, that's the money you invested, all right? So if mm-hmm. you die at the age of 70 and you've only received five years' worth of benefits, you really should have five years' worth of your own money coming back to you. So... In that situation, I'm going to propose legislation that will let your wife keep that benefit for up to 24 months, okay? Now, if you live 10 years, more than 10 years, in other words, past the time where you paid, you know, where it's your money and now the government has helped funding you, then we're going to take that 24 months. It's going to be a one-year benefit, so it's not cost it's not costly to the government and other citizens. And you pay a small premium for it, but you know that when you die – your spouse will not have to ever come home from your wake or your funeral and get that letter saying, hey, you suddenly lost that 2000 a month. So she'll have a year mm-hmm. or two years, depending on how long you've received your Social Security. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the, the Just, other issue... Go ahead. Okay. No, Mike, I was just going to say those are awesome ideas and proposals. Uh, I didn't mean to, to cut you off. I apologize. Please continue because this information is very, very important to get out. Mm-hmm. The next issue I'm going to fight for is term limits. Um, our founding fathers never foresaw people staying in Congress for 40 years, senators being there for 30 years. Um, they've abused their time in office. It's supposed to be a civil duty, civil responsibility. And instead, people have used it to get wealthy. For I mean, look how wealthy Nancy Pelosi is. Maxine Waters lives in a $1.5 million house. How does she do it on a salary of less than $200,000 a year? I don't know. The problem is these people get in and they stay in forever. And as a result, they become corrupt. And we don't need corrupt politicians. So I'm going to propose term limits. Five, you know, five terms as a congressman, that's 10 years. Two terms as a senator, that's 12 years. 
the, the, the current president is capped at eight years. So you'll have, you know, eight years for the president, 10 years for the Congress, 12 years for the Senate. That's it. Go do something else. So next issue is tax-exempt unemployment. Why? People who receive unemployment don't realize it's taxable. So all the people that are getting these $600 a week checks are going to find out at the end of the year that they're going to owe the IRS a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars, whatever it might be, and they're not going to be able to pay the IRS because they've used that money to pay their bills, and because it's supposed to be insurance, and the money is actually taken from businesses at a rate, so every business pays a certain percentage uh, based on their payroll, right, at a certain rate to cover unemployment compensation. So. I think that should be tax, uh, you know, uh, tax exempt for the taxpayer, because otherwise you're going to you're going to keep these poor people poor. They're going to receive the unemployment compensation. They're going to pay their rent. They're going to buy food. They're going to pay their bills, and then they're going to get a tax bill that they're just not going to be able to pay at the end of the day. And. And I think what that does is that that is wasting the IRS resources because you have revenue officers who are chasing people that don't do not have the ability to pay. And so I think it would uh, it would it would behoove everybody if we made that compensation that that insurance that unemployment insurance tax exempt. That's I'm just uh, that's those are awesome ideas. I didn't want to cut you off in case. Uh you wanted to add more to it. Well, I do have a couple more. The, the, the next one, of course, I have a great insurance plan. Um, you know, with the problem, you know, you're hearing all the Bernie supporters want Medicare for all, which would never work. It would bankrupt the, the economy. And every communist country has health insurance because they use health insurance as a way to make everybody poor. Okay. Um, when I arrested one of the Russians, when I was working Russian organized crime, and I, I had this guy in custody, and I said to him, I said, is there anything you like more about Russia than America? He said, yeah, there's one thing, Mike. He says, that I get free health insurance. And I said, yeah, but you gotta, you got to wait online for eight hours to get a loaf of bread. I mean, that's the price you're paying. So instead of my plan, instead of bankrupting the country and, you know, having massive tax hikes and, you know, 80% marginal tax rates, what I do is I give tax incentives to the wealthy. And when they, for them, they give for medical scholarships. So if a guy like Michael Bloomberg <coughs> gives a million dollars, I'm going to give him a 100% tax deduction and a 2% tax credit, which is 20000 So he'll pay 20000 less in taxes for giving that million, but we'll take that million dollars and we're going to give it away as scholarships. And those scholarships will be for the best students we could find, and they would take the scholarship. They won't have any debt when they come out of uh, grad, uh, you know, medical school. But they'll have to go to work for the state for four years. And by going to work for the state, we get rid of two important costs, and that's the, the medical biller. Because, uh, you know, it's like going to the VA. There's no reason for you to have a medical bill or bill because you're going to have a card. You're going to go to the state doctor, and that's how it's going to work. And then you don't have the catastrophic insurance, the medical malpractice insurance, because states are sovereign, so they can only be sued for X amount. They can control that. So now you can have anybody that can have health care for $79 a month with a copay. 
and it's an option. Of course, you realize you will you will have to go to the state doctors, whoever's in the system. And while we're waiting for that to happen, we will offer you know the opportunity to, to use that that money that we get from these from from wealthy contributors to uh, to pay off medical debt for existing doctors, so they can use the existing doctors, so we can expand the network. So, so we That's have we have to help. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we have healthcare covered. We have the tax, and the, the other thing was, you know, currently like the stock market loss. As you saw, what happened with the stock market? Some of these stocks absolutely collapsed. Like uh, mm-hmm. Norwegian Cruises, for instance, went from a sixty-dollar stock right down. Now it's a now it's a, t- a fifteen-dollar stock because they, they can't use the cruise lines. So all those people that took losses on on companies like Norwegian and, and Carnival and Royal uh, Royal Caribbean. They're only allowed to write off $3,000 of their losses. So that means if you had a $30,000 loss, it takes you 10 years to recoup that loss. So I'm going to propose that we take that $3,000 number and increase it to 10000 And by increasing it to 10000 you'll be able to recuperate, you know, get, get, your, get your losses back much sooner. So I think that's fair. And it helps the middle class. Exactly. And then it helps uh, the investor to protect himself from future fear of investing in it collapsing again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because cause otherwise, I mean, somebody like I, I know somebody who lost a lot of money back in the 90s. Guess what? They're still writing off $3,000 a year. And they're going to write off $3,000 a year for another 10 years. Wow. I mean, so that's a long, long time to wait to to recoup those losses. Michael, thank you so much for coming on the show today and breaking down IRS, Social Security, unemployment, health insurance. Uh, It has been a very informative uh, show today. I want to thank you so much. I hope that you will come on again uh, before your election in November. Before we close, can you please share with my audience if they would like to donate to your campaign or volunteer, how can they contact you and reach out to you? Velarde 2020. That's www.velarde2020.com. Velarde 2020, just look for the donate button or look for the, you know, if you want to volunteer, if there's a volunteer button there, we could appreciate Anything you can do, uh, you know, we have two weeks before the primary, which is on August 18th. And, of course, I encourage you, if you're in the West Palm Beach area, please vote vote for Mike, vote right, um, because I will, I will fight for you, the taxpayer, like nobody else. Mike, you know, thank you so much for reminding me. Uh, I'm going to have you back on the show. I forgot that your primary was in August. I thought that you already won the nomination and you were going uh, to the November general election. So, yes, we will be in touch. It's important that we get your message out. Uh, So, yeah, we will be having you back on the show within the next couple of weeks. Uh, Yeah, because uh, your issues of health care, unemployment insurance, you know, the stock market, all of these things are so important, and people need to hear this message. Right. You know, so. Right. So thank you, thank you again, Mike, for your service to our country and law enforcement. Thank you again for wanting to step up, not only for the residents in Florida, but for the American people 
by wanting to serve them in Congress. Michael, thank you so much again for an informative and a very educational, insightful uh, conversation on your policy initiatives when you get to Congress. Thank you so much, and God bless you, Mike. Thank you, Chauncey. Thanks for having me. God bless you, too. Be well. Take Thank you so much, guys. Uh, we had an awesome show today with Mike Bellardi, former federal agent, law enforcement agent, also an enrolled IRS agent, breaking down uh, IRS uh, things that we need to do uh, to, to make the service more convenient for constituents on the local level, uh, talking about health care, talking about unemployment insurance, talking about tax incentives. So uh, people can pay down college debt. Uh, the conversation today was very informative, and I hope that people would listen. And, you know, take Mike's ideas, and please, we must use them and share them because it benefits all people in, involved. A family that sticks together rises together. Uh, this is the Chauncey Show. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. I thank you all for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock to 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. Please follow us on Parlor at the Chauncey Show. Please follow us on Facebook at the Chauncey Show. And I guess because we are a conservative talk show, we are suspended from Twitter. So um, until further notice, we are not on Twitter. But we are on all other social media platforms, Instagram, Pinterest. You can also follow us on LinkedIn. So we thank all of our supporters for tuning in and listening to all the great candidates that we have. Uh, stay blessed, stay safe, and remember that in this challenging times that we have with this pandemic, please make sure that you protect yourself and you protect your family. God bless you all and have a good night. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. How many steps do you take before you have foot pain? Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store, and the truth is, the battle between our feet and the concrete or asphalt usually winds up with our feet losing. Studies show that about 75% of people will experience some kind of foot pain by middle age. I found that out a number of years ago with plantar fasciitis, and I tried to remedy it with shoes and drugstore cushions that didn't work. Finally, I went to the Good Feet store, was personally fitted for arch supports, and I loved them so much, I bought the store. Without a plan to protect and support your feet, it is likely you could one day be one of the millions living with chronic foot pain. 
Don't wait until pain demands that you visit us. Stop by the Good Feet store today and let one of our trained arch support specialists fit you with your personal system of arch supports. The Good Feet store is located in Fairfax, Leesburg, Rockville, Baltimore and Hunt Valley, and in Annapolis in the Annapolis Harbor Center. For more information, go to goodfeet.com.